everybody. Welcome to Sundays with the Cherry on Top. I'm your host, Cherry. Today's first episode is going to be with Keith Joseph Atkins. He is the new artistic director of the New Black Fest. I don't know why I said new. He's been there since the beginning, but anyway. This week is going to be his festival, and we're going to go inside, and he's going to tell us all about it. No. no. I knew the answer was no. That What are you going to do? Nothing. You're not going to be able to do anything. It's going, to and there's going to be a clash. Yeah. I mean, I can just feel it. You know. I think, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the idea of sustainability, just thinking about how like my grandparents and my great-grandparents or our, our great-great-grandparents and all those people, how they survived and endured all types of obstacle, like every single moment of their lives while they were also trying to sustain some kind of normal life for themselves. Um, which I think makes the black experience in this country very, very specific. Yes. And people can't say it's like any other thing yes. on the planet, yes. right? Mm -hmm. And so, because we, you know, we were, are descendants of people who have been removed from their motherland and brought to a place that was completely foreign and then used, exploited physically, economically, you know, it was complete exploitation. Yet those people, despite all that, still were able to endure, navigate, mm -hmm. sustain. See, that's where we come from, y'all. We you know what I mean? to be here. <laughs> so the week is sort of inspired by this idea of what is black sustainability look, look. like mm -hmm. right now? Mm -hmm. You know, with all, all the things that are coming at us now that we don't have Obama in leadership anymore. Mm -hmm. For me, like curating the week was trying to find voices and new works that were speaking to a certain new level of fearlessness. Nice. You know, oh, like Afro, Afrofuturism to like exploiting the classics to like just straight down, like, you know, um, James Anthony Tyler's piece, um, Artney Jackson's about, you know, black working class, class people in Nevada and sort I'm of like, Vegas. you know what I mean? You know, yeah. represent Vegas. Yeah. Vegas. Hey, mama. Okay. <laughs> hey, mama, check. <laughs> You know what I mean? And so like just finding voices that really are speaking to where we are as a people right now mm -hmm. um, with this particular, you know, um, leadership. Each night is a different playwright? How yeah, each night is a different playwright. So we kick off um, Monday, April 3rd, which is tomorrow, um, with a panel called Black Sustainability. So we have an amazing group of panelists. Tracy McCollum, Cottom, Yvette Carnall, who is a very interesting um, thinker. She is not um, a Democrat, I will say that. Okay. Um, I, I, wouldn't say, I wouldn't say she's a Republican, but okay. she has a lot to say about the exploitation of black people and how we need to be held accountable for some of our choices Ooh. and who we choose to lead us. She's I mean, she's a very, she's out of Atlanta. You don't want to miss that. You don't want to miss her at all, oh right? Oh my God, okay. Um, uh, Duarte Herodino, uh -huh. who um, works for the PBS NewsHour. He's an Afro-Latino, he's, so he's Dominican, half Dominican, half Puerto Rican, but he's also part of this new movement in the Latin community to identify as black. Mm -hmm. okay. You know, because for a long yes. time, they many yes. of them did not. Yes. So he's part of that movement. It's like, I am a black man, yes. but my family's from the Caribbean, Spanish speaking, whatever, yes. right? Yes. So he's on the panel. Um, Dr. Lewis McCoy, Michelle Wilson from uh, Broadway Sweat is moderating. I'm gonna try to get her on the show, y'all. You know, because well. she's a Smart She's human being. Smart. smart human being. Very smart. Um, she, just, she just joined Twitter too. Make sure you follow her. Yes, please follow Michelle. Listen. And Dorian T. Um, Warren is also on um, the panel. So that should be amazing. For the week, we have uh, James Anthony Tyler with his piece, Artney Jackson. Great piece about Nevada, which I just mentioned. Sangu Jikam is coming oh, back. He's actually part of what we're calling our alum lab. Mm -hmm. So um, the alum lab means that playwrights who have been in the New Black Fest in the past mm -hmm. with a certain work, we're bringing that playwright back and that same work. 
work oh, and letting them seeing how it grow okay. and helping them get to a new place, a new okay. level of competence in the storytelling. We have oh. Osi Anyawu. Oh, um, yes, her. she has a great She'll be new. on the show too as well. Oh yeah, she she that's <laughs> you'll learn more about her. I love her, love her. It's <laughs> um, a really really interesting piece about sort of superhero and sort of fantasy and just fearless women warrior. I mean, it's just really really you just have to come. You gotta gotta come to that. And um, uh, Lisa Jesse Peterson has um, yeah she's. Oh She's written the opera. She does a lot of one woman. Pieces. One, yeah, so this piece is a one one, one person piece, mm -hmm. but it has two singers in it. It's about this young black woman who's finding her fearlessness and sort of her power in imagination, having to use imagination to sustain herself in the craziness of the real. Again, sort of the theme of sustainability. Oh my gosh, and how did you get this as a home? This is our third year at the LARC Play Development Center. Three years ago, um, I was talking to John Eisner, who's the um, artistic director of the LARC, and he and I were just sort of like, how can we work together? You know, he said, it seems like you're really interested, interested in new work, we're interested in new work, we're interested in development. I was like, like yeah, at the same time, I'm also very much interested in making sure that authentic voice are nurtured yes. because what hap happens in the American theater often is that the larger white institutions decide on certain playwrights of color or even women or even queer playwrights and they only nurture or continue to nurture those particular people and so there are a whole group of other people in the community and communities that are not being nurtured or who are not being given opportunities and I want to be able to not that I have anything against those who are getting opportunities because oh, yeah. I think that's amazing I was one of those people at one point but I also want to my instinct and my impulse as a human being as an artist is always to help open doors for other people I feel like you know if I have access and I have abundance which is part of my meditation every morning mm -hmm. to share abundance yes. and so I want to make sure, I was telling John that I want to make sure that the playwrights that I nurture or help nurture and provide space for are playwrights who are not getting the same attention from other institutions. Yeah. So that everyone can have an equal playing field in developing new work and having a voice at the table. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and so, so he and I sort of agreed that that would be an important thing to do. We decided to sort of come together that first year and see how it could work. You know, they provide a space. We curate the talent and the new work. You know, it's been a great relationship for the last three years and it's, and it's growing and growing. And so each year, like the first year was just a reading. I think it was like one day of rehearsal. Then the second year was like two days of rehearsal. And now we're at three days of rehearsal. And my ultimate goal as far as the new Black Fest is actually to be a producing entity. Nice, um, yes. This is like we, we, we need we need yes. more of us there. Yeah, I mean we have, we have the National Black Theater, which is great. We yeah. have, you know, we have um Billy Holiday, which is sort of like taking a new sort of shape and and well, mission. We need to add the new black fest yes, to that. and the new black fest as well. I mean, I think we all can exist yeah, together yeah. and even support each other, which is my hope. Which is the goal. Um, and uh, yeah, so we have hip hop theater festival and high arts and all that. Um, but yeah, I want to be able to to produce some of the work that I've been helping sort of nurture over the last seven seasons. So yeah. hopefully this time next year, there will be mm -hmm. productions happening. And we will be there behind the scenes. I hope so. Well, tell people where they can go to get tickets or to sign up. Just say that real quick. Say something real quick. You. you. Me? Yeah. Um, you want me to say something real quick? Just, yeah, just kidding. All right, just making sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just checking the little bit. Yeah, I Yeah, I think we're good. Can you say something? Yeah, um, my name is Keith Joseph Atkins. Yeah, all right, we're all good. I have so many things I want to say. Okay. The first thing I want to say to you is, where can people go to get the tickets, and how can people... We're going to edit this and put this up tonight. Okay. But where do people go? Can go get tickets, where... 
how do they, yeah, how do they find you? Um, okay, so, so even if they can't make the festival, how do they find you to collaborate on future things? So if they want to submit something or if they say, hey, I have this play, this great idea. Okay, yes. Yeah. So you can find out, find out about the festival going to our website, thenewblackfest.org. Okay. You can also go to uh, the Lark Playwright Development Center's website. I think okay. it's the Lark. Dot org. I believe I'm not certain about just that. Just type in the Lark. Yeah, just type that. in the Lark Play Development Center. Uh, it'll and then it'll take you there. They can RSVP there if they if they see a night that they want to come to. Right. Yeah. I believe that we're pretty full for each night, and that happened actually as soon as we let people know the. Oh. Our, yeah. We so that same case last year. Wow. But 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 the thing is like I, I'm the person that even if someone says it's sold out, I would show up anyway, and I always get in. Okay. So so I think so people good. should take that kind of mindset. Don't ever let sold out scare you away. Yeah. Like still roll up. Like you want to be in there. Like make sure roll you up. get in there. Okay, you said that roll, roll up. Roll up. Like I'm here. I'm rolled <laughs> up. Um. And so yeah. So do that. Um. Because um, there's always seats that become available. Yeah. Um, and some people may not show or people do whatever reason. Exactly. 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 We definitely want people to to show up for our panel discussion on black sustainability which is happening tomorrow at 7 at the 52nd Street project oh, good to know. on 52nd yeah, don't Street at 10th don't show up here go to 52nd Street project <laughs> on 10th Avenue it's just two blocks away from a <laughs> afterwards we're gonna have some wine at our oh, Tija wine, wine bar okay that's right across the street right across I the street okay, yes yeah, right across yeah, the street yeah. it's really chill they're waiting for they'll be waiting for us there's gonna be some uh, ticking about uh, what's a ticking vouchers drinking vouchers <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay so this is like, as we all know, Sundays with the cherry on top is very informal, very laid back. So I'm just looking to see if I got all my questions out. I want to make sure. This feels like we, like it is. Remember like it is with Gil oh, Noble oh, on God. Sundays, I mean, those black talk shows with Gil okay, Noble. My goal was to put this on every Sunday. Oh yeah. Or, on a Sunday, yes. once a month, once a month. A lot of Sunday Sundays, talks. See? So that's, thank you. I grew up with that. I grew up with like Gil Noble talk, talking on Sunday, you know. So, well, I think I asked them everything. So, um, well, I just want to say um, one thing that people don't know about you. What is it? Because I know you do a lot of genealogy. I want to throw that in there. The thing that people don't know about you is that you do a lot of um, genealogy work. Yeah, I do a lot of genealogy. So tell me yes. a little bit before we, before we sign off and say goodbye to the next time. How did you get into that and why and how you, does it tie into you, you artistically in a way that you didn't see coming? Very, Very good question. Um, yeah, I got, okay, so I got into genealogy because, and I want to answer the second question, which I think is really interesting. My grandfather, my mother's father, my, my maternal grandfather, Clyde Grant Elder Sr., when I was a little kid, he would tell me his family's lineology, mm -hmm. lineology, well, it is lineology, lineage, um, genealogy, almost as, as if he was a griot. Like, mm -hmm. he, never, he didn't have any documents, he didn't have any pictures or anything like that. It was just sort of like, he would tell me like his great-grandfather and his grandmother and, his, and what they did and a man from Texas and a woman who's Africa. It was like all this stuff that he, that he had that he just gave me. And I would mention it to my other first cousins and they had no idea what I was talking about. So I was like, oh, he's just telling me this information, right? Don't know what it was that he thought that I would contain this information or retain it. So I grew up with this sense that there was something beyond me and even something beyond my grandparents. Mm -hmm. Even though I saw them as older people, I was like, there's something else beyond them. Like there's other people, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And they know them, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so when my grandfather passed away and I was in my late teens, you know, I, I, I sort of contained and retained some of this information. I was sharing it with people. And they're like, what do you, how do you find that out? Who told you that? I was like, grandpa told me that, right? 
And so um, someone told me that I could go to the Mormon Genealogical Library, this is many years later after that, and look up family information and documentation. So that's what I did. And the first thing I did was to look up all the people my grandfather had ever mentioned to me, right? I start finding them. I was like, oh my God, there's my grandfather's grandfather. His name was Alfred Calvin Elder, and he was the son of a white man. I mean, this is what my grandfather had told me, but I was seeing the documentation. And he was born in Galveston, Texas, and his mother was the daughter of an African woman, and his, uh, something about he was, his job as an enslaved child was to sleep at his father's feet to keep them warm. Oh, wow. And so, and, but I saw these pictures and I saw the birthplace, Texas, mother from Africa. Like I saw all that stuff, right? Father from Scotland, like all that was there. And all the other people that he mentioned in um, Georgiana, the second wife of his grandfather, like all those people. And so then from there, I was interested in my grandmother's family, my mom's mom, and sort of researched her family. Her family went back to the 1600s, they free people of color. And I was like, what does that mean? Yeah. You know, and that makes more sense now why she behaved a certain way and she didn't really talk about blackness except when it came to education and property ownership. Like it, her, her, yeah, my grandfather talked about blackness as far as culture. She talked about blackness as far as accomplishment. And so it all started making sense, like why and all that. And I wasn't thinking about my own creative fuel. It was just my own personal empowerment. Like it helped me walk with more pride to know that I knew these, I knew of these things that happened and I now have names and ages and dates and all that, but then, um, other people started to ask me to do their own genealogy because I was always talking about my genealogy. So I think, I don't even know, you and I talked maybe once or twice, but. I remember you told me, like, that's, man, that's like 2013, 2012. Yeah, yeah. That's one of my producers. Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> Come on in, just say hi, just say hey real quick. Hey, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, by the way, this guy fucking mentored me on my fucking, like, that was a, that, 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 Wait, no, tell that. me what, what it had, that, how's this full oh, circle? Oh, yeah, yeah. Full circle, all right, I mean, I don't, hold, let me try to see what the frame is. Okay, there you go, yes. Hold up, I'm going to that. I don't even know if I can jump in like that. Nope, no, that makes, no, 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 that's, okay, all right, hold on. Get in the middle. Let's do this, yeah, I'll get in the middle real quick. This is the full circle moment. Yeah, full circle, this guy actually, back in then, 2013, was uh, when um, uh, Leaf Trees Forest went up, and even before then, you were mentoring me on that. I remember that. I oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I mm -hmm. always, I, I, I always like brag about you. I'm like, yo, uh, he's the reason why I actually finished that play. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. like, uh, I had the old I had iPhone 4, and it like, kept oh, like shutting off. And so it actually, like, remember, it was one of the times you were doing dramaturgy work with me, and it cut off. And I remember, like, there's like back then they didn't have iMessage at all. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. I literally had to sit there and charge, wait for the phone to charge, and I was sitting on pins and needles. I was like, he thought I hung up on him. Oh. And, like, right? <laughs> I remember that shit. Yeah, I was sitting like a. I remember that. Emails. Yeah, all that. That was. A I crazy remember. Time, yeah, yeah, bro. yeah. And I remember because uh, Carla yeah. Stillwell from the Impact Carl Theater from Chicago. And you guys talked about genealogy as well. I, I think mean, so. Mission, mission in passing. You were saying I that you so. did that because I remember uh, didn't that. Did it genealogy, wasn't that behind you, or partly behind you doing the, uh, the last saint on Sugar Hill, or not? Uh, it, no, it was behind um, Safe House, my place, Safe, Safe House. House. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has so many plays as well, he's accomplished yeah. right. <laughs> adding that to the mix. Uh, Brother gotta do what he gotta do. He gotta do yeah. what he gotta do. <laughs> right. Okay, my That's question right. is for yeah. you then, how do people find you if they want you to do their genealogy, which you still have to do mine one oh, day, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I how do people find you? Oh yeah. yeah, well I mean, uh, so do you, is this something you want to do or is this something on hold? Or is it something like you're just like, please stop asking me. <laughs> it, or you, you gotta pay him. You got, yeah, I uh, yeah, have to be yeah, paid because it's yeah. time consuming. Yeah. Um, 
they can just reach out to me. They can just reach out to me at my personal email address. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got to go to the New Black Fest. Yeah, you got to go yeah. to the Black. Yeah. We don't yeah. want to put that. Come up. to the New Black Fest yeah. and ask me about genealogy. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to put all the personal right. on. You can, you can get through me, yeah. through my show, through the Notice Blog, that which is the yeah. executive producer. Or, or go to the festival and he will tell you. Like, yeah, pull me to the side. We can talk about genealogy. And, and, and then he'll, he'll quote his prices for you. Right. Awesome. right. Well, okay. Come, come to the show. Right. Then we can talk. Yeah, you got to so do a little spike. You got a little spike. Okay, so yes. we're on our way out. We're about to peace out. He's about to peace out a little bit. But um, before we go, one of the things that I'm setting up with the show um, is um, a segment of cherry picks. At the end, I'd like to ask you what your cherry pick is, which okay. is anything that you feel people should go see or eat or go to the restaurant or go to a movie it could be or go fly to another country or places that you've been you like but the cherry pick of the week would be for you what um i would what what's at at the top of my okay. mind and heart is yeah. to go see get out uh, you haven't seen because too many of us are in the sunken place. Yes, we do not want to be. You do not want to be in the sunken place. That's a good one. Okay, okay. Jordan Peele, if you're watching this, Jordan you just Peele, loved your show. What? Okay, get yeah. out. Get out. Yes. Yes. That's a good one. Yes. And it's he is. It's what it grossed 150 million dollars. Yes. The first original screenplay to do so. Black Power. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Anyway, keep. Thank you so much for being my first. Uh, oh, does that? Okay, anyway. Well, you know, hey, you know, sometimes. <laughs> this is Cherry with Sundays with the Cherry on Top. This is Keith Joseph Atkins, the, the artistic director of the New Black Fest. And he was my first. I hope you guys like it. And if you do, make sure you go to the blog and give me notes. And we'll have you for the second one, okay? Bye. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>